Alpha. Um, I remember last week, Ali said it's kind of like our family reunion for the week, and I love that because um, I love being together. And my favorite part of family reunions is hearing all my aunts and uncles tell stories from their childhood. Um, one, it's kind of comical. My family's get really good at storytelling. Um, it was those kind of like, when I was your age stories. Um, and it helps me get to know them. Uh, their stories give me a glimpse into how they became who they are. And then because they're my family, it gives me a glimpse into how I'm becoming who I am. Um, so I'm excited to kick off our first series of the year. It's called, What's Your Story? Because uh, we want to get to know you. My aunts and uncles aren't the only ones who have stories about their history and, and lessons about their life. Um, so we want to know you better, and we want to hear from you. And so that means that throughout all of our sermons, throughout all of this, like you can post stuff in the chat. If you hear something that you like, if you relate to something, like it's a really good way to keep in touch. So don't be afraid to use the chat, send some ideas through there. Um, but when we're talking about stories, I always think about stories from when I was little. And my favorite book growing up was called Oscar the Growly Boy. And I think my mom uh, kind of read it to me as a little hint hint because it was about a really grumpy boy who then was not grumpy by the end of it. And she was like, you should read this. Um, but we all have our favorites. Um, and when we got older, we craved something more than those simple childhood stories, though. We needed more adventure than Goodnight Moon could provide. Um, we needed a hero who had a purpose. And I think it's cool to look back when we remember, when we believed that heroes were real. Um, and I, sometimes I wonder, like, where did that sense of wonder go? Where did that sense of, of fantasy go? And I don't think it necessarily disappeared when we got older, but I think we kind of just pushed it to the background for fear of being disappointed again. But when we think of heroes, it's easy to think of, like, Iron Man or Wonder Woman or Black Panther. Um, but what about heroes without, like, blatant superpowers? People like Frodo from Lord of the Rings or Luke or Rey Skywalker from Star Wars. Um, or even less fantastical than that, we have heroes like Rocky Balboa from Rocky, Rocky II, Rocky III, Rocky IV, Rocky V, and Rocky Balboa. Um, and then we have the real-life heroes, Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson from Hidden Figures. These are all heroes who had unique beginnings. They overcame obstacles. They often overcame things in themselves in order to make a difference in the world, however large or small. Um, so if you can think of your, your heroes, the people that you look up to, whether they're fictional or real, you can drop those in the chat now too. Um, but we all wanted those heroes and their stories to be real. And I can remember so many times when I was little, or even now, when we would come to the end of a really great movie, or I would get to the end of a series that I was binge watching, and you get that almost feeling of like loss when it's gone. Like you miss it, because we're shot back to a life where those people aren't real. This, that life that we were so enraptured by isn't real. Those amazing worlds aren't real, and we feel the desire for more than the life that we're in now. We want more than what we're in now. But the part in the movie, any movie, any show, that really gets us, it's not a certain line, it's not a certain character. The part that really pulls us in is that thought that, like, maybe that could be me. Maybe, maybe I could be that. We're attracted to stories not by spectacular shows 
or elaborate sets, but by the story writer's ability to make us think that we could be there too. So maybe I relate to Frodo's ups and downs of discouragement and um, determination that end up leading to his victory. Or I want to be Rey Skywalker because she fights with like some really real things, but she's pretty BA, right? <laughs> like she, she struggles against those things, but she's pretty awesome. Um, and then I see the externally imposed obstacles that Katherine Johnson had to overcome um, in Hidden Figures. And so I believe that, well, well, if she did it, I can conquer my own obstacles too. And there's a lot of people who hypothesize that we watch stories because we hope to find in someone else's story something that will help us understand our own. We might know that life requires sacrifice, but through Iron Man's eyes, we see the purpose and we see the reason for the sacrifice. And we might know that all the little moments in life are really important, but when we see Adam Sandler ruin his life with a little clicker remote, we, we finally pay attention to all the little things surrounding us and make us who we are. And we may know that courage is a virtue, but watching Maximus and Gladiator or Simba in The Lion King, we actually find ourselves desiring to be courageous as well. We love stories because we feel the truth behind them. We long for the truth behind them. We crave that truth. We long for it. But when we take a step back, we realize that those virtues, those morals, and those truths don't really make sense in the life of the hero apart from the greater context of their story. We know the heroes, but unless they're in the context of the greater story, the greater narrative, none of what they do makes sense. So if we put the hero, Rocky Balboa, in the context of the hidden figures narrative, like it'd be comical. He wouldn't have much to do at NASA. Like he just hit people for a living. But if then we take the, the heroes of the hidden figures, Katherine Johnson, and we put her in the context of Star Wars, they would, all those heroes would probably still make history because of who they are as people. Um, but the truth behind them, the values, the meaning, the purpose would be so different because the context had changed. The greater narrative had changed. Because none of what makes a hero a hero makes sense unless we look at the greater narrative as a whole. And so we want these truths for our own lives. We want to have purpose and meaning just like our heroes, but we need to know the greater story of the world to place ourselves in order for those truths to apply. We need to be a part of something bigger if we want to have purpose and we want to have meaning. And there is a story in the world. There is a greater narrative. And the good news is that it's not just like swirling around us in some random series of events, but this story has been meticulously planned out by the great storyteller with the purpose of bringing hope and unity in the end, and you have a purpose in it. And the story of the world that we're going to be looking at in the next few weeks is not like the stories our parents told us right before we went to bed. It's not some fantastical myth to help us feel better about who we are as people and what we're doing in this world. This story was recorded as it was unfolding. It's a story of a God who's intentionally chasing after the people who he loves, the people who he created. And this story is not just about you becoming a good person. This story is not just 
a bunch of people getting together to sing songs every week in a pretty building with a bell and steeple and committing to not lie and do good things. This story is not just about avoiding punishment or chasing reward. This story is not about being better than the person who's sitting next to you. This is not a story of getting struck by lightning or bursting into flames when you do something wrong. If this is the story that you've been told, that it's all about changing your behavior and being a good person, if that's the story you've been told, I'm sorry. <laughs> if that's the story that you've been told, you got a dollar store microwave version of a five course meal that was meant to be homemade with love. That's not what the story of the world is. And if we're to compare it to stories, this is like the one the first grader writes when he gets his first writing assignment. Like the purple elephants don't make sense. If that's the story you've been told, that it's all about being good and impressing a deity just enough, it's really choppy. Like it's kind of weird. It doesn't make sense and there's just some people who look at it and they think it's cute and they so they hang it up on their fridge and they hold on to it for a really long time, but that's not what the story of the world is. It falls short if that's what we believe. And so I need to say something tonight and I need you to hear me. Cuz even if you've grown up in America and you've gone to church even your whole life, you may have never heard the gospel. You may have never heard the actual story of the world. And so if that's what happens, like I need to apologize on behalf of the Western Christian Church. Cuz there's a lot of people in this world, but especially in our hemisphere, who don't know that their faith is bigger than them and the wiping clean of their own slate. And if we're going to think like that, that if this story is just about us, it's weak. Like that story's weak. But when I look at the story of the world, when we're going to in these next 4 weeks, when we're going to look at the actual story of the world, we should be in awe. Like it should render us speechless because God is enough. When we look at the story of the world, there's nothing to add. There's nothing else that we need. It should render us in awe. It should make us speechless because God is enough and we don't have to make up anything. God is bigger than us just giving him a cursory glance when we need forgiveness. When people sell the gospel short like that, they end up trying to find meaning and purpose in a greater narrative that's never going to fulfill. So they look at it in their they look for it in their marriage, in video games, in their job, in adventures that they make up for themselves, but nothing else is ever going to satisfy. Cuz the great storyteller, God himself, wrote a role for you in this story, a specific role for you, and nothing else is going to satisfy. And you can choose to decline it, but nothing else is going to make as much sense than as stepping into this story and this role that's planned for you. And the story of the world, the story of Jesus interactions in the world are full of purpose. They're full of meaning. The greater narrative, the real story shows real beauty and real hurt and real love and real hope. And the gospel's not just a story, it's true. It not only happened once upon a time, but it has kept happening ever since and it's still happening now. But we have to understand 
that the gospel is bigger than us just being saved from our sin. You've been sold short if you think that the gospel is just between you and Jesus. There is so much more than you being the damsel in distress who saved from the dragon. Your role is so much more robust than that. But we have to know the context of the story that we live in in order to understand our role and our purpose. So that's what we're going to be studying for the next four weeks. And we want to know what's going on so we can find the hero because we're not, we're not the hero in this story. But the hero has invited us to play a vital role. So going forward, um, I would love to binge the next few weeks with you guys to hear this story all at once, but we can't do that. We have to come back every Thursday. Good things take time. Um, but there are three things that I want us to remember going forward. Um, these are things that we need before we get into the journey ahead. They're going to prepare us for this adventure, and we're going to find those in Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Um, and so it says, one final word, be strong in the Lord and his power in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But we are fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. And so the three things that I want us to remember, the first one, things are not what they seem. So as we're standing on the earth, scientists, people tell us that we can't actually see further than seven miles in front of our face. There's so much more going on than what our eyes can see, both physical, tangible things that our eyes that are further than seven miles in front of us and spiritual, unseen things. And to realize that things aren't just limited to what we can observe, we have to take a step of faith. But I think, even though this term faith might be a little bit scary, we're a lot more used to it than we realize. It's like if I'm going to sit down in a chair, I have to have faith that it's going to hold me up. If I set my alarm clock at night, I'm going to have faith that it's going to wake me up in the morning. I'm probably going to snooze it. Uh, we have to have faith that the world's going to keep spinning. We have faith that our friends are going to do what they say they're going to do. You need faith to believe anything that you can't see with your own two eyes. So Hindus need just as much faith as Christians who need just as much faith as evolutionists. We're used to having faith. So these next four weeks... We're going to step out in faith and realize that this world is not just what, what it seems to be. We need to give heed to the unseen reality just as much or more than the things we can see because things are not always what they seem. Number two, we're at war. And I think we all know this. I think we all know that the world is ill at ease. Anxiety and depression are rampant. Fear is everywhere. People like Jacob Blake are being murdered by the people who are supposed to be protecting us and keeping us safe. And those are just tangible battle wounds of the unseen war on our, on our unity, on our hope, on our life. Like we can all see the casualties that are around us. This is no child's game. This is not a children's story. People are hurting in this world because we are at war. 
Things are not what they seem. We are at war. And number three, you have a crucial role to play in this. If you don't step up, who will? Right? Because the story of the world was written with you in mind. You are a main character. You are not an extra. And it will not be the same without you. When you underestimate your role, not only will you miss the cues, you'll miss the fight, you'll miss opportunities, and the people around you will be worse off. But more than that, if you underestimate your role, you're going to lose heart. If you underestimate your role and you play small, you're going to come up face-to-face with discouragement and hopelessness. They're going to creep in when you think that what you do doesn't matter because that's not true. What you do matters. You have a crucial role to play. As we watch the story unfold over these next few weeks, you're going to see that your role is vital because you have a crucial role to play. Things are not what they seem. We are at war, and you have a crucial role to play in this. And so we want to remember these things. We want to be prepared for these things as we enter into this story together. So in order for us to keep our minds kind of on track with this throughout the week, um, Eric's going to upload two uh, phone backgrounds with those on them. So you can kind of download those, put them on your phone, so we can keep these things in mind. And uh, my prayer is that the Lord prepares our hearts for us to understand our role in this story as we go into these next few weeks. Uh, But those will just be reminders. Um, And if you want to get connected and talk more about these things, like Alex said earlier, you can DM Edinburgh Kyle for Instagram. You can talk with a life group leader. or If you want to find a life group leader, we can uh, match you guys up, hook you guys up. Um, But what we really need to remember tonight going forward is that things are not what they seem. We're at war, and you have a crucial role to play. So I'm going to close in prayer. God, we love you, and we're so thankful that there's more to life than what we can see with our eyes. God, you're a good storyteller, and you have been writing a role for us since before time began. God, you knew us. You wrote it with us in mind. And so, God, prepare our hearts that as we learn about this story, as we learn about the the real gospel, the real good news, um, God, that we would be ready to receive what you have for us in these next few weeks. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.